Greetings, comrades, and welcome to How the Left Was Won. My name is Mike. I'm Jake. And this is a podcast all about how, all about, all about how, all about fascism and how to fight it. Well, it's a Marxist-Leninist podcast. We are not professionals. Yeah, we kind yeah. of bungled this one. Yeah, and, and you can tell by the fact that we haven't uploaded in a very long time. Yep. Yeah, because it was the holidays, then just, like, I stuff got in the... vacation. Yeah, some, you went on vacation, some other stuff got in the way. You had, like, a relative's birthday, la like, last... Not last week, but the week before. And then yeah. I got COVID. Yeah, things happened. Yeah, just a lot of stuff happened. But anyway, we're finally back recording and continuing the saga of Mussolini. But before we get into that, let's talk about, like, anything interesting happened this past week for you? Uh, not really. I will say that recently, uh, basically at the start of the month, uh, I'm no longer working landscaping until April because it's winter and uh, there's snow everywhere. Yeah, it, it is very snowy out, which has uh, made, made it so that I get to work inside at my job for a while, yep. which is nice. Um Although, um, uh, there was one day when I had, I, so I got COVID and then I didn't realize I had COVID for a bit. And then I went to work. I took like one day off early on in COVID <laughs> and then I went back to work the next day, not realizing I, it was COVID is what I had. Cause I was just a little bit sick. And then I got sicker afterwards. Yep. I don't and then I got it helped. And then I got, I got better pretty quickly, but at the same time I still had to stay out. So I just had a free vacation for a bit, which was nice. Yeah. I mean, don't want to pass it on, so... Yeah. Other than that, the world is still a fucked up place. Yep. Yeah, Tucker interviewed uh, Putin. There was a lot of interesting stuff that happened. I remember I was going to talk about something at one point, and then we had to cancel that recording session, and now I don't remember what it was, because that was like three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Okay, let, let's or, so, or something like that. I don't even remember how long ago it was exactly. It was a long time ago. Let's put our thinking caps on. Uh, three weeks ago, what was in the news then? Yeah, but yeah, the world is kind of fucked. Yep, as per usual. So anyway, hopefully we can make it a little bit brighter by talking about something else that's fucked up, but fortunately happened a very long time ago. Yeah, which makes it funny. <laughs> yeah, because we can laugh at it, because you know what they say, comedy is tragedy plus time. Yep. So true, bestie. So anyway, Jake is taking uh, the reins on this episode. I am. Last we left off in the Mussolini saga, we had discussed the Italo-Ethiopian War. Mussolini was actually not the main focus of that episode because of the fact that Mussolini did not fight. He just kind of stayed in Italy. Yeah, I mean, th this was the period of time where we were moving for fr away from, like, leaders actually fighting in battles alongside their troops to staying back at the Capitol in the Capitol building, nice and safe. Yep. Uh, not even mentioning that even if, like, one of these leaders did fight in the military... They probably were not actually fighting. They were probably in more of a support role. Yeah, and that that kind of like fully ended after World War One. Yep. Which I mean, this this is uh, post World War One now. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Italo-Ethiopian War is like 1936. Yeah, because um, this because World War One was just like, hey, we got big battles now, where we're like, like, the like war has become industrialized now. And we have way more troops, and uh, and then like uh, lots of like prominent people. They their sons went off to battle, 
and a lot of them died, obviously. Hey, guys, so, we privatized war. And so rich people were just like, we don't want to send our kids to war anymore. But the poor people, they can still go to war. Yeah, they can still die. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, God. If, if you want to know how about how fucked up World War One is... I mean, well, first of all, watch uh, watch or read All Quiet on the Western Front. That's a good place to start. Yep. And then also listen to a Hardcore History series on World War One, which I believe is called Blueprint for Armageddon. And just to summarize that series, and then it got worse. <laughs> yep. Oh, speaking of All Quiet on the Western Front, uh, I saw like a clip from one of those alpha male podcasts oh, recently. Jesus. And the guy was one of those where... Uh, there's, like, the host and then the conservative he brings on to trash on, like, 20-year-old women yeah. who have OnlyFans or something. Oh, yeah. I, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know the name of the podcast, but I've probably uh, seen It's not of Fresh it. and Fit. It's not that one. I don't. I mean, I don't it's, know. I, it's something like that. Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's, it's some, some chud. But in order to justify why only men should have the right to vote or something, this guy told these women... Have you seen All Quiet on the Western Front? Go oh. watch that movie. Like, that was at all the takeaway from the fucking story. Yeah, no. Oh. That's such a fucking yeah. dumb Media thing Media literacy is dead, and that's obvious from the, uh, fu from the fucking discourse that's happening on Twitter right now about uh, uh, Starship Troopers. Oh, yeah. Jesus it's Christ. so stupid. It's always been dead. There's yeah. like three people who understand movies, and I'm one of them. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get back to the topic at yep. hand. So now we're uh, returning to Mussolini's regularly scheduled hijinks and wackery. Uh, Did he stab anyone? <laughs> no. Okay. His daughter it's... gets polio, though. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it seems like he's kind of hung up the... He's, he's, uh, he's, done his, he's done with his whole campaign of stabbing people. He's mellowed out. He's become a family man. <laughs> uh, our favorite little fascist Italian man. All right. <clears throat> While I don't really want to focus too much on Mussolini's family life, since that could be seen as humanizing someone who really shouldn't be, since, you know, he's a fucking warmongering prick who took part in genocide. Uh, in 1936, his six-year-old daughter uh, caught polio, as I said, and he spent a week by her bedside as she recovered. Uh, I only really want to bring this up. I don't really care about how Mussolini was as a father. Yeah, I know. It's just like, it's one of those moments where I think, like, it's, in isolated, it seems heartwarming. But in context, for me, it's one of those things where it's just like, this is the scariest part. Because it's just like, th this is one thing that's always stood out to me. Is one of the scariest things about Hitler is not like any of like the genocide or like the like trying to take over the world parts all of that's horrifying obviously oh, yeah. but the scariest part is like there's a video of him just on vacation with Ava Braun mm -hmm. just like just like like a happy couple having a nice vacation that's the most terrifying thing for me cuz it just uh, like and I've talked to you kind of about this similar concept um like in private um it, it shows it's just like this was a human being and what does that say about about me as a human being? What does that say about my friends? What does that say about the people I walk by on the street? Yeah. As human beings, are are they capable of that? Am I capable of that? It's it's just so like for yeah. me, it's it's one of those things where it's just like, 
you always have to be vigilant of yourself. Uh, kind of on that, one of the scarier things about, you know, like, someone who could do that, Hitler actually gave up, like, his mother's inheritance to his sister uh, after his mother died because she had a kid and they were poor. So that's, like, a actually, like, really noble and good thing to do. But it's Hitler. Yeah, it's Adolf Hitler who fucking did that. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's just, like... It, it's the, it's so easy to just look at Hitler and just say, he was an inhuman monster. And it's just like, he did horrific, inhuman, monstrous things. Absolutely. And anyone who says otherwise should should fuck off. Um, but it, it's very, very important to remember that he was also a human. Just not for his sake, or any of his followers' sake, or supporters' sake, or anything like that, but solely for your own sake. Yes. So that you don't become like that yes and you can... are not immune to becoming a monster too yeah and neither is your friends or family yeah if it... given the right motivation yeah and, and it's kind of like and this is what like what prompted me like i mentioned talking to you in private about this kind of thing is just with the current flare-ups and tensions between israel and palestine lots of people on twitter whom i respected were very much in support of what of uh, Israel's actions towards the Palestinians and their genocide. Ooh. And and it was just like so fervent support of obvious genocide to the, point, uh, to the point of near glee in some cases. And these are, again, people who I respected. And and that just, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, what does that say about people who I respect? What does that say about me? Mm -hmm. This is a little bit of an aside, but again, it's just important to yeah. remember those kinds of things. I think 9-11 almost, like, irrevocably fucked up the entire nation to the point where so long as we see the an enemy as being, like, brown Muslim terrorists, yeah. uh, they're dehumanized. Kill them however you want. Yeah, I know. And it's it's not even, like... Like a doesn't even need to be a racial thing. It's just you need an enemy. Yeah, and that's that's one of the, like the like important parts of fascism is that fascism always needs an enemy. Exactly. It it could be nebulous, and as I mentioned, just like with Starship Troopers, it's just like that's the thing. It's like the bugs. Yeah. It's easy to just be like, oh, it's the bugs, and that's one of the things I'm seeing on Twitter. It's like someone was like, I can't, I can't connect with the bugs. Look at this thing. It's like that's the fucking point of the movie. Yeah, that is the whole point. Yeah, the you point are of, yeah. falling into it. Yeah. Oh, but they blew up Buenos Aires. It's just like, well, as someone who has not actually seen the movie, but has like seen clips, from what I understand, is like it's not even clear if that's even true. It's yeah. Like, which is kind of the point. Is like the government just says it's true, and these are also the kinds of people who go, "I don't trust the government." But uh, the bugs I'm not a big Buenos... fan of the government. Yeah, it's just. It's so dumb, but that's that's the one of the important things is that there always needs to be an enemy in fascism. Yeah, and the, so it's always you. It's super super important to never just like fall for the let's fight this enemy. Yeah, and that even includes with fighting fascism because if it, like it's important to fight fascism, but at some point, uh, I, I I know you don't exactly subscribe to horseshoe theory, but I do to some extent. You can't like. It's important to check yourself. Uh, I think it's not useful in terms of politics. I think maybe in just in terms of like how willing you are to like get shit done. Yeah. I guess horseshoe theory. I don't know. Uh, it. I think it's yeah. fake. Just don't become the monster that they are. Yeah. It's just like always, always be 
self-critiquing yeah. yourself. Like, it's what... not a matter of how left yeah. you are. You become more like yeah. a fascist. Yeah. Self-critique is very, very important, as Lenin says. Correct. Uh, so, I do find it notable that he spent a week by her bedside, because according to Mussolini, he works 12 hours a day every day. <laughs> uh, and... If he is telling the truth, uh, then <laughs> that means the person with sole executive power in this government was gone for a full week. Jesus. Imagine the government only being able to, like, do the most basic routine shit. Mm -hmm. Because the guy who does everything is just gone for a week. Uh, not that, like, it's a bad reason to be gone, but maybe that's why one man shouldn't have all that power. Yeah, or just have, like, some kind of continuity of government so that if, like, some, if, like, your main guy is indisposed, you have backups. Yeah, it's just not very smart. It's yeah. not a good, it's not a good cho uh, choice. Yeah. Who could have guessed? Uh, so... That's basically the, the whole point of bringing up his daughter there, just that point. Uh... Now, while we will be saving the Spanish Civil War for at least at least a full episode of its own, I would actually lean towards a few. Yeah, no, the Spanish Civil War is its own interesting thing. Yeah, it we could probably get, like, four parts out of it easy. Mm -hmm. uh, because there's so much worth discussing about it. Uh, I am bringing it up here to talk about it uh, in brief. So, Mussolini is supporting... Uh, the Falangists, who are Franco's uh, fascist legions, uh, mm -hmm. alongside Hitler. If you recall from the previous episode... Uh, if, if you remember that from forever ago. Yeah, if you recall the Italo-Ethiopian War episode, uh, you'll remember that Hitler and Mussolini were not the best of friends. Uh they were kind of in opposition on the Ethiopian war front because Hitler wanted to expand uh, a bit past Austria into some of the Italian German lands, basically. Uh, so the Allies were kind of supporting Mussolini in that war uh, in order to kind of check him, mm -hmm. uh, check Hitler specifically. They thought he would be a good bulwark against Hitler. Yeah, and eventually they they ended up aligning the two of them. And, th and this is one thing... Again, like me going off on a bit of a tangent, my like my theory on the mindset of the right, and like I, and I've had like two prevailing theories as like the like core of like the right wing mindset, and I I think it's like comes down to two aspects is where every interaction is like in the right wing mindset is is either confrontational or transactional. Yep, it's either I can work with this person to get something. Uh, whether or not they, the other side also gets something is irrelevant, or I need to fight this person. Mm -hmm. That is essentially it. However, so, they weren't on good terms. Now that they're both supporting Franco and the fascists in Spain, uh, uh, Hitler and Mussolini, Italy and Germany, are now being brought closer together. Mm -hmm. They're friends now because they both have a shared cause in helping spread fascism which is lovely. Yay. Uh, of course, the Falangists' enemies were the Spanish Republicans, uh, who 
are not like our Republicans. These guys were cool and kind of based. And in the like actual sense of the word Republican, whereas like in America, the terms Republican and Democrat are now just empty labels. Yeah. Whereas back then, Republican meant I want a republic. I yes. want my government to be more of a republic. Whereas like in like the past, like de whereas like a dem Democrats would be like I want more democracy, direct democracy, as opposed to a republic, which is indirect democracy. Yes. Uh, notably, outside of America, Republican still means that. Yeah, yeah. But only outside of America. Yeah, because, like, like I said, in America, it's now just empty labels that don't actually mean anything, and you shouldn't care about the labels. Yep. So this was a shift in diplomacy. You can really see the start of the Axis powers here. This is where the Axis forms. Uh, more specifically, like the Pact of Steel, I believe they called it. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> this is where you will see uh, the power shifts into uh, this group that will try and take on the rest of the world. <laughs> yep. Which is why the Spanish Civil War is so important. Uh, so... Now we can see why working with fascists at all is a silly little thing that nobody should ever do. Because it, it was a royal fuck-up, and now Mussolini and, Mussolini and Hitler are besties. Yeah, you should never work with fascists, even if you are also a fascist. Because at some point, it's going to go bad for you. Yeah, at some point, you you fucking lose. Yeah, Sorry. It's, like I said, it's always transactional or confrontational. And whether which one it is, is solely based on opportunity and circumstance. Yes, they will work together to advance the cause and then kill each other once that cause is ended. Yeah, exactly. It's like, um, to compare it to a, a topic I'm, I'm into, I've mentioned being into the conspiracy theory world and my favorite podcast being Knowledge Fight. Um, recently, Alex Jones had David Duke on, like crazy lizard yes, people the, guy. Yeah, also KKK Grand Wizard, as I recall. No, no, oh, uh, wait. No, they, that's, Was they, that a different Duke? Um, David Duke, um, which one is the lizard guy? I may be... Hold da on. Yeah. David Duke. I, I may be confusing it with someone else. Uh, David Ernest Duke is an American politician, okay. white supremacist, anti-Semitic conspiracy theorist, and former Grand Wizard of the Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. Okay, Who, who's the lizard people guy? It's David... David... So David Icke. Ah. I'm stupid. Um, he had David Icke on recently, and Icke is, like, Alex being, like, pounding around with Elon Musk now. David Icke thinks it's like, well, Elon Musk is, like, a globalist. Why are you pounding around with him? And Elon Musk, I think, or not, David Icke, I think, is, like, a true believer, whereas Alex Jones isn't. It's one of those things where it's just, like, in the past, Alex Jones has called David Icke, quote-unquote, the turd in the punch bowl of the conspiracy <laughs> theory community. He's like, he ruins it for us. But then he was best friends with David Icke, and now David Icke is mad at Alex, and Alex was trying to get him back on his side. It's all opportunity-based. Alex thinks, hey, I think this guy could be beneficial right now, so I'm trying to be more transactional, whereas David Icke doesn't want to right now. And in the past... Their relationship was a confrontational one. Yep. It's, again, all based on opportunity and circumstance. Whether exactly. or not it's uh, confrontational or transactional. Exactly. <clears throat> uh, to sum up the Spanish Civil War in short, because we're going to do more episodes on it exclusively, uh, 
because the Soviet Union was unable to provide as much support to the Republicans as Italy and Germany could to the Falangists, and the Allies just simply did not want to help at all, uh, the Falangists ultimately won the war, losing a potential ally in continental Europe for the later Second World War uh, for the Allies. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was a big uh, fascist W there, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Although, it's a good thing they didn't like officially join the war on the side of the Axis, which I never actually fully understood why fascist Spain didn't join the Axis. Uh, I would assume they just probably weren't in a position to after the Civil War. Like, they probably just did not have enough time to rebuild. Yeah, that's that's probably the most likely reason. I do know that uh, fascist Spain was very much supportive of the Nazis. Oh, yes, very which much is, so. Which was exploited with Operation Mincemeat, which if you don't know what that is, go look it up. It's very, very cool. Yeah. Also, I, I do wonder why the fuck France and uh, the UK would not help the Republicans. They also could see that Hitler was trying to be an expansionist piece of shit, so why would you not oppose that? Because it's it's one of those things where it's just like, politicians, regardless of what side they're on, don't want to stir the pot. Yeah, they, yeah. they're like, oh, if we oppose them, it could lead to escalating tensions, well, so let's just let well, democracy die. Well, I should say ingrained politicians, career politicians, yes. don't want to stir the pot, because you have people like Lauren Boebert and, uh, and uh, what's-her-face, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who are not career politicians, who are definitely trying to stir the pot, and yeah. MTG was, was likely involved in J, J6 to yep. some extent, but it's like Hitler... Uh, I was not really a career politician, and he definitely stirred the pot. Yes. Uh, It is somewhat surprising that... Well, not really surprising, because Stalin knew what fucking Hitler was going to do. But uh, Stalin is the only, like, leader in what would become the Allies who, you know, helped out. He was the only one, Mm -hmm. which is, you gotta hand it to him, a good... That's a good thing. Yeah. Thanks, it, Stalin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's just one of those things where it's just like... And the, the career politicians will always like try and not stir the pot. So when some guy does become a politician and starts stirring the pot, they won't try and stop stirring the pot. They just won't try and stir it more to like stop yep. the stirring. Yep. That is also not the only Soviet W in this because... Uh, diplomacy they, they really fixed up their shit after uh, after supporting italy against ethiopia i guess yeah uh, <clears throat> on september 29th of 1938 britain and france tried to avert war once more hitler wanted to take the sudetenland of Czecho, uh, czechoslovakia which had a high number of german speakers uh And Mussolini, despite being obviously on Germany's side and having already promised to join Germany if war broke out, somehow managed to be seen as a mediator. Okay. Uh, yeah. Somewhat notably, the Soviet Union, here's the other W, uh, the only major power completely opposed to any partitioning of Czechoslovakia was not invited. They deliberately did not invite the Soviet Union 
none of the countries involved, the Allies or the Axis. I'm using those terms even though that's not really official yet. Yeah, yeah, because the war hasn't started yet. Yes, it's very soon. Although it's 38, the war started in 39? Yes. Okay, yeah. It's very soon. Yeah, so, yeah we're, we're close. Yeah. The only major power that could have saved Czechoslovakia was not invited. Because, of course. Because, uh, yeah, you know, we Britain and France just kind of want to get this over with, get back to the whole peace thing, you know, yeah, because we, surely that's an option. We don't want to stir the pot. Well, let's have, let Hitler have this place, to, to which it's just like, that. no, no, just letting another country invade someplace is bad. Mm -hmm. So, they came to an agreement uh, that Germany could only take the Sudetenland, uh, and believe it or not, Germany broke that agreement by taking the entire country the next year in March. I was going to make a snarky comment about being surprised, but it's just like, it's not even worth it. Yeah, it's The, the fruit so is so low-hanging, it's it's on the ground. It's It was so obvious that was going to happen. Yeah. You'd have to be a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where it's just like, yeah, don't trust these guys. What? Hitler did something bad? <laughs> Who could have guessed? Mm -hmm. At this point, Britain and France say... Hey, do that again, and then I'll go to war with you. It, it's it's the Bugs Buddy thing of like putting down the line. We'll step over that line, but instead of like leading to a cliff, it's just actually just being like, hey, don't step over that line, and then the guy steps over. Well, don't step over this line. Instead of being like a trick, it's just like legit. I don't want you to step over this line, and then he does because there's nothing yeah. stopping it. And then they just keep drawing new lines, which like. I understand. Nobody wants another war after. Yeah, the last especially war. after World War One. It's just like I, I kind of understand the mentality. It's just like we just got through a really, really terrible war, the worst war we like humanity has ever yeah. seen. We really don't want to do it again. But at the same time, it's just like no, if you don't stop it now, it's gonna happen anyway, and it's gonna be worse the longer yeah. you. Let they this... were deluding themselves. Yeah. It was inevitable. The longer you let this pressure cooker go, the lo the worse the explosion's gonna be. Yeah, exactly. Like, the war is going to happen. It just is. Uh, that's how Nazis and fascists work. I mean, and that and to be fair, that's how World War One started. It's just like it was. It was just boiling and boiling, and eventually it popped. But... Yep. Uh, with it, fantastic, really. Uh, so good. Mm -hmm. So, so good. I love my pressure cooker. Yeah. Except that World War One was infinitely stupider than World War Two. Yeah. World War Two was at least pretty straightforward. At least yeah. in terms of, like, like who's fighting who and for why, for what reasons. Whereas World War One was just like, uh, wh why are these guys all fighting? I don't understand. What's going on, dude? Oh, Serbia's... Serbia... It wants to invade this place. I don't know. No, Austria-Hungary oh, yeah, Austria wanted, to, wanted, to, wanted invade to invade Serbia. Germany said they'd help. But because Austria-Hungary was invading Serbia, yeah. Russia wanted to <laughs> help Serbia. And then France Europe, got involved. Europe is a stupid place. What, what a silly place full of silly people. Yeah, Europe is a silly place. America is also a silly place. Everywhere yes. is silly and dumb and bad. There, there's no place on the planet that is not at least a little bit silly. Yes. Uh, it is also noteworthy that as Italy's ties with Germany deepened throughout all of this, you know, they're working together more and more to help the Spanish fascists, 
Mussolini literally just told Hitler, hey, if there's a war, I'm on your side. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the deepening of these ties, uh, so too did the persecution of Jews in Italy. Because h- hating Jewish people has always been in vogue. Yeah. Um, it's, it's never not been popular. Yeah, it is somewhat notable that Italians during this period were not as anti-Semitic as in a lot of other places. Yeah, of course, of course. They, they like, Mussolini was anti-Semitic, but he also had some statements like, oh, Italian Jews uh, are cool because they fought in World War One for yeah, us. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's the more, like, classic anti-Semitism, where it's more passive, where it's just like, hmm, you're different, so I'm going to be su- somewhat suspicious of you, as opposed to the extremely vir- virulent anti-Semitism, where it's just like, I am going to try to exterminate all of you, because... Yeah. <laughs> and there's no end to that sentence. <laughs> they just keep going. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, it's one of those things where it's just like, why, why, why the Jews? Why have they always been hated? Because yeah. I know it's just like a lot of it dates back to, you know, them being forced to be bankers because of Christianity and, and is. Islam, their usury uh, laws. So yeah, like, Christians, I forget if it was the same in... Uh, Muslim. I believe I believe Christianity and Islam have like the same, yeah. or at least very similar ideas regarding usury, which has to, which is uh, when, <laughs> when you when loan you, someone yeah. money, or at least someone of your of the same religion money, you can't get you can't it can't have interest. Yeah, and Jews did not have that law, and were also barred from most jobs. Yeah, so, so they were just like, you're gonna be the bankers because we can't, and we're not letting you do anything else. And then, it, because it's just like, you can't run a bank, you can't, like, give out loans without interest, that's not a viable business model, as just a bank. Yeah. Just, so, and then, like, obviously lots of people have loans with banks, and it's like, why are all these guys who run the banks Jews? It's like, well, because you fucking made them. Yeah. You idiots. And nobody likes their banks, so yeah, no one just li- decided. Yeah, no one likes banks, no one likes being in debt. Yeah. Man. And, but, like, even then, like, because, like hating jewish people predates that and from what i understand like one prevailing theory is that jewish people were nomadic and if you're nomadic you usually don't have a standing army because you know how do you manage that (laughs) i mean even today uh nomadic people tend to get a lot of racism yeah so it's look at the romani yeah so it's easy to hate nomadic people because you can it's easy to persecute them and again fascism just needs an enemy or at least like even proto-fascism, yeah. you just need an enemy to to uh, n- manipulate the people or to like like get the people to do what you want. You need some kind of enemy, yeah. and so hey, these people don't can't fight back. Let's let's hurt them. They're the mm-hmm. enemy today. By the way, if you ever go into uh, the subreddit for Europe, uh, that is an incredibly fascist place. Those people, these are people will be like, oh, we don't have racism in Europe. Uh, I like how you choose a, a Brit- an English accent. Despite when... the fact that they left the EU. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, decidedly, at least geopolitically, not European. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're not racist over here in Europe, not like you Americans. Uh, but then you bring up the Romani for, like, most of continental Europe, and for the UK specifically, there's, like, the Irish travelers, and they'll be like, no, no, those people are awful. I yeah. hate them. Uh, they're <laughs> thieves and scoundrels. Uh, it's genetics. It's in their blood. Oh, God. Uh, 
they become the most fascist people ever, and they'll be like, it's not racism, it's true. Yeah. Like, that's how every racist, like, justifies their racism. <laughs> yep, exactly. It's like, it's different when I'm racist. Yeah, and it's like, no, it isn't, actually. <laughs> Uh, I am getting close to the end of my script because in terms of, like, major events, uh, kind of shot through. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we blazed through this episode. Usually we spend, like, like 15, 20 minutes just, like, fucking about at the beginning, just talking. Yeah, and then, like, a half an hour in the entire episode talking about random bullshit. We stayed on topic this one. <laughs> yeah, no, we're getting to it this week. Yeah, we're not yeah, fucking after, around. But, but uh, like, so it's just like, hey, we get right to the topic at hand, which is good, but also you get less content, which is bad, especially after a very long gap in content. Yeah, sorry about that. Like, this script is as long as my last one. It's, yeah. It's uh, two pages. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, and I think it also might just do to, like, how it's presented and how much each moment, like, like how much you can talk about each part because I remember when like when I did my Mussolini parts my script for the second my second part was longer than the first one but I took less time yeah because at some for some reason during some episodes we just don't fuck around yeah we're talking about how we're learning how to do podcasts yeah. on the podcast wow it's incredible because this, this is a learning experience in more ways than one it is incredible so uh, after Hitler's conquest of Czechoslovakia, because that is what it was, it was a conquest, he broke an agreement, and took it over because Hitler is a rat bastard fuck of a yeah, man. Yeah, my people! <laughs> I am actually Slovakian. <laughs> I did. I actually did one of those genetic texts not too long ago. Uh, no. Lots of my family from Presov. Oh, which interesting. I, I kind of want to go there at some point. My family's from all over Europe. I'm like 14 different yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Uh... <clears throat> Mainly Irish, though. Uh, so, while Hitler was doing that, Mussolini was making moves of his own. Taking Albania. Oh, boy. Just He took that country easy. I don't know if people know this. Albania is not very big, and it's... There was no chance for them, is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, isn't Albania, like, really weird today? Kinda, yeah. I, I saw I a video pop up. I mean, it's feet. in the Balkans. Yeah, I oh, oh well, yeah. The Balkans are just kind of a confusing place. Yeah, the Balkans are also silly. One of the silliest places on earth. Yeah, it's, uh, Bismarck was right when uh, about World War One. It's like I don't know when it will start, but I do know where. Some damn fool event in the Balkans will set it off. It's like yeah, probably. Yeah, no. Yeah, because I you I, could I, say that for most uh most of the fucking modern era yeah I, those I, people hate each other yeah but like with, with albania like a video popped up in my feed on youtube recently i haven't watched it but it was like albania europe's north korea or something like that that's weird and that is a weird comparison uh because because i don't hear anyone actually talk about albania it's it's cool they had uh hosha enver hosha who uh, was uh con I think I've told you about him before. He was like a hardcore Stalinist, mm. uh, which was like most of the other communists around him did not appreciate that. Also, I'm using Stalinist very sp uh, specifically here uh, for any other Marxist-Leninist listening, saying, that's not an ideology. That is, <laughs> that's a pejorative. Uh, I'm using it specifically because obviously you have like East Germany and the rest of the communist bloc uh who were also marxist leninists 
but at this point had de-Stalinized. Mm-hmm. I'm using that uh, very specifically, so don't kill me. <laughs> don't I, the three hostists listening? <laughs> uh, don't kill me. <clears throat> so uh, at this point, there is a disagreement between Mussolini and Hitler, as is wont to happen between yep. fascists. Uh, more specifically, Mussolini was actually the smart one here and was like, hey, uh, we probably shouldn't end up starting a war yet, you know? Uh, we're not really ready here in Italy. Can you wait until 1942? Uh, and Hitler said no. And in 1939, Hitler started the Second World War uh, on a lie and invaded Poland. Yeah, because I, I remember seeing this very specifically where... The alliance between Italy and and Germany was so like in in the modern day NATO is a defensive alliance where if one nation gets attacked, um, all the other uh, pact nations will come to their defense and and uh, help them. Yes, uh, whereas it's technically supposed to be that. Uh, obviously, yeah, obviously have examples. Obviously, where... NATO is way more complex than that, but I mean that's like the the main basis behind that's NATO. the idea supposedly they also just invade countries yeah that, that, ostensibly that's the that's the uh rationale behind nato fuck nato All which is which NATO. on its face is i like that yeah like whether like in practice how how much that's like what they actually in do practice capitalism imperialism. yeah it's just like yeah obviously nato is very very complex for a number of reasons whereas i know that the um alliance between Italy and Germany was not only defensive, but also offensive, where it wasn't just, hey, if one of us gets attacked, the other will help. It was also, if we attack someone else, you'll help. So yep. Hitler got them into an agreement and said, hey, I'm not going, and Hitler said, I'm not going to start a war, and then he started a war. <laughs> yep. Uh, and Italy was always going to help with this war. Well, yeah. since he told Hitler. And this anyway. went pretty bad for Italy because they're still struggling economically, What I would imagine, at this point. Yeah, they're not doing okay. Yeah, because World War One, because that hit, hurt, hit them uh, very badly financially and economically. I mean, it did for everyone, but... And then they got their shit pushed in. Yeah. Hey, but at least the trains run on time. They fucking didn't even. <laughs> they, they were already running on time. God damn. Except they weren't. They were never running on time, and they still don't run on time. Yep. yep. Nothing really changed with the trains, is my point. Yeah, the trains in Italy have always been terrible. Yep. No matter who's been in charge. Um. So that is the end of the main portion of my script. Uh, however, I do want to say that I think the major takeaway from this is uh, even speaking to a fascist is something you shouldn't do. Uh, speak with your fists, the language of knives and blood. I'm joking. That, yeah. that, that's, I'm not being serious, but seriously, don't, uh, don't try and negotiate with fascists. You're not going to convince them of anything. Yeah. They'll just use it as a stepping stone for their future operations. Yeah, it, yeah and this is just like the thing with fascists. And it's just, this is just universal. And I know this is a pod like like if we just wanted to put it in one like our podcast and like the reason we're doing this into one sentence, it would be fascists are stupid. And they're so stupid that they don't understand that they're stupid, and they're never going to get smart enough to understand that they're stupid and to change. Yep. So you should so you should just ignore them. Well not ignore them, but you should just not give them the time of day. You should just be like you should just point out fascists and be like, hey, these guys are fascists. 
don't listen to them. Straight to Gulag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Because that's what happened in Italy. It was the socialists were like, don't like don't legitimize the fascists it's bad it's just like the fa fascism is brand new and even we know that it's bad and the liberals are just like no nah, we're gonna we're That's gonna cool. legitimize them if we legitimize them then they have to act appropriately and it's just like no because fascists don't play by the rules yeah that's kind of like the whole point they don't want to play by the rules of liberal they, democracy they, yeah they won't play which already sucks. yeah they won't play by the rules of liberal democracy and then set their own rules they, they'll object to rules on the basis of those rules are tyrannical yep. which is dumb and then they'll set super tyrannical rules yep because that's another th it's another thing where it's just like it not only is it rules for me but not for the rules for thee but not for me but it's also just any rule uh, any rules except for the ones i put in are bad because reasons yep and you see that today with um it's just like all the time you see republicans and conservatives complain about like first amendment and like all is like oh this thing is restricting my freedom oh i have to wear a mask in a business that's <laughs> restricting my freedom but also at the same time so many of them want to abolish same-sex marriage yep and it's just like how is that like n like uh, not a right and like also lots of them like the libertarians especially they'll talk big about freedom of association it's just like people should be a free free to associate mm -hmm. with who they want to associate with which on its face is not disagreeable it's like i, I agree with that on in on its face but then you understand it's like oh it just means that business owners don't want to serve black people yep uh honestly i think one of the i think it is probably the major flaw of liberal democracy aside from the fact that it's already just the tool for capitalism that is the point that it functions to do uh, is probably that it has the assumption that it will subsume any actor within, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just like how, you know, people were like, Oh, Trump will mellow out once he's yeah. president. As someone who is very much in, well, not that he would mellow out when he became president, but just that, Hey, we have a, I was like, Hey, I don't like Trump being elected, but hey, we have a system of checks and balances that'll make it so that he can't go crazy. And then Republicans were just like, "Nah, yeah, no, we can just ignore those. He's the president." Yeah, uh, and that and that's a and that also speaking of that, that also just kind of goes back to my theory. It's just like all uh, right wing mindsets are like all like they believe that every con uh, interaction is confrontational, and transactional because during the primaries. Every, like so many Republicans didn't like Trump. Like early on, yep. when there was more options, so many Republicans didn't like Trump. They were deriding him all over the place, and like especially like Ted Cruz. Yep. Ted Cruz like really didn't like the Donald Zodiac Trump. killer. Yeah, he was the Zodiac killer. I, <laughs> your, your dad did nine eleven. Yeah. Was that was that what it was? They blamed his dad for. I think so. Um, no, no, no. The assassinate was it? Oh wait, did, no. I think assassinating. Yeah, Jack I think K. that was it. But uh oh little fun fact on my mini fridge over there alongside some other stickers smack dab in the center is a, a sticker of ted cruz with the words this man ate my son <laughs> uh, i would i wouldn't be super surprised but uh it's just like <laughs> ted cruz and trump hated each other because like there's the confrontation but as soon as trump becomes the nominee everyone starts sucking up to trump Yep. Including Ted Cruz, who, despite being super insulted by Trump all over the place, 
just like yeah, starts talking to him. Yeah, didn't he like make fun of Ted Cruz's wife? Yeah, yeah, he shit <laughs> he shit all over Ted Cruz. He Cruz he accused Ted Cruz of cheating in the primaries. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like it's and there's the confrontation, but as soon as it's it stops being con- it starts being convenient to work together, it becomes transactional. Yep. Spineless coward, really. Yeah, no, because because it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Not to praise the Democrats because fuck 'em, but at least they didn't have that these fucking weasels. Mm-hmm. Like we have our own weasels. But at least not Ted Cruz letting someone yeah. mock his wife and him. But I'm focusing on the fact that Trump mocked his wife and then became, like, one of his most loyal supporters. Yeah, and I mean, and that doesn't mean that, and, like, obviously, you are not immune to this either. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Of course, no. like, and when I say you, I mean, like, everyone. Yes, the royal you. Yeah, and it's also just, but this is also should be differentiated from... Oh hey, this person is now espousing some belief that I didn't know that they had before, which I am vehemently against. So I'm going to oppose them now. Is yeah. like there's there's a there's a stark difference between those things. Yes, uh, um, they they may see seem similar on the surface, but there's a difference. For example, um, what what's his face? Um, uh, John Fetterman. Ah uh, yeah, fuck John. Fetterman. Yeah, it's just so like, much. I, I was just like, okay. with a rusty pipe. I was just like, okay. I mean, I we don't live in his jurisdiction, but I was like, okay, he's fine. He's kind of cool. Yeah, like and he then pretended he's... to be progressive. And then he, yeah, he said he straight up said he was going to be progressive, and then, uh, and then he became very, very much a Zionist. And then he also was like, I never said I was going to be progressive, and it's like, but you literally did. Yeah, like. He's such a weasley little liar, dude. Oh, you love that line so I much. Do. But it it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, like if you supported him before and then you don't support him now, that's different than like transactional versus confrontational, like switching based on opportunity and and circumstance. It's it's instead just like, oh hey, I know more about what this guy actually thinks and yeah. I don't like this aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I may like some of his other stuff, but this stuff is a deal breaker for yeah. obvious reasons. Yep. It the country's in a great place right now, I think. Uh we're we're in a weird place in the world because it feels like like and this is very much passe at this point, but let's be going, oh, it's gonna be World War Three. I don't like it feels like the world like wants to start world like it feels like we're at that point where world war three could happen but at the same time it's like oh we really don't want to do another world war yeah it's like everything is in motion to try and make it happen but there's just some weird force preventing it yeah and and it's it's just one of those things where it's like oh we really don't want to do a world war and it's just and like world war one and world war two it's going like i don't even know if it is going to happen that's presumptuous of me very much but it's one of those things where it's like if it were to happen it's a pressure cooker again yeah uh it builds up it doesn't just yeah so it's just like we should vent the heat now as opposed to letting it build until it explodes yeah because i mean like let's be real world war three uh, I don't know what the sides are going to be necessarily. I do know that we're. Not oh yeah, no, be... it, it very much depends on like, especially with America, who wins the next election. Yeah, <laughs> which is this kind of fucked. Yeah, there's a high chance yeah. like we're just yeah. objectively the bad guys. Yeah, it's just like if Biden wins, I'm not going to be happy, but at least it's just like, hey, we'll be 
passively supporting Ukraine. We're well, still going to be supporting Israel. Yeah. Which that, is not great. God, I love genocide. Don't but, you? But if Trump becomes president, we'll still be supporting Israel for yeah. for the for even wronger reasons. <laughs> and it's... and then, but then we'll also stop be on Russia's side. And that's just yeah. kind of fucked. The whole situation's just fucked. And this is why we need to get rid of nations. The concept yep. of nations have a stateless society. <laughs> yep. We all right, guys, here's the plan. We do socialism, then we do communism, okay? Let's get it done. Yeah. <laughs> simple as. Uh, yeah, I, I think I've stated to you in the past, it's just like, for the longest time, even before, I was just like, hey, I'm a, I'm a communist. I was just like, borders seem dumb. Why yeah. do we have these? Some old guy a long time ago put a line down and we said, okay. Yeah. Why? Doesn't okay, make any he sense. had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some authoritarian wrote, drew a line on some paper. And in some cases, they redrew those lines without really caring. Africa. Yeah, specifically, like, beer to will. This, like, desolate wasteland. Because one guy drew a line, and then another guy drew a different line. And that fucked up, like, the borders between Egypt and I forget what other country. And they both are arguing. It's like, no, it's this line. No, it's this line. Because they, they both want this specific area. The UK fucked up the world with yeah. the borders they drew. Oh, Fucking uh, Pakistan you... and India. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bangladesh, not Pakistan. Uh, I think Pakistan. Well, but Pakistan also... might be involved in there, but I think it's mostly India and Bangladesh. I know that uh, Pakistan and India were basically under the British Raj as, like, one thing. Yeah. And then they just randomly made it two countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, and they didn't, I, I and think they, a lot of border conflicts happen with India. There's yeah. like three or four. Yeah. And it's, and it's always just a dumb thing because it's just like, you're always, like, even if you're fighting over like teensy tiny bits of meaningless land, it still like ends up being, it's just like, well, if you gave up this little teensy bits of, bit of land, what, what about this other larger bit of land? Yep. It's like Spain and Morocco fighting over this useless rock because it's like, because Spain still has like some territory in what was like, like, like some exclaves adjacent to Morocco that Morocco yep. wants back. So they fought over Iraq, and it's dumb. Yep. And Borders what, are stupid. And this is yeah. So we, which is why we just need to get rid of them. Get rid of nations. That'll just, that'll happen one day once uh, communism happens. Yeah. Now let's like we should just take like some people, like take like half a billion people, and go to Mars. Yeah. Uh, we'll take Elon Musk, but we're gonna keep him chained to a wall. Yeah, we'll, we will. We will perfect uh, life extension technology and just keep him alive forever and just torture him and just be like, <laughs> just, "Fuck this guy!" Just like chained to a wall, forced to look at his yeah, he's Prometheus. Yeah, he's he's Prometheus, but bad. Yeah. <laughs> just like, no, we're not gonna help you out. Yeah, he gave us fire, but also he intentionally burned a lot of people. Yeah, and then said Lamau. He didn't even give us the fire. He just said he did. Yeah. He just lied. Yeah, no, he bought the company that gave us fire. Yeah, and then said he was the founder. And then set massive forest fires. Yep. God, the, I don't, we're, we're definitely in the rambling phase of the podcast yeah, now. Yeah, we did finish, so it's fine. Yeah. That was the script. I, I, I finished the script. Yeah. So anyway, I guess we'll wrap up now. We're not even an, at an hour. This is a very quick episode, because yeah. epi our episodes get out of hand very quickly. Yeah, a lot of times we'll go on for, like, almost two hours. Yeah, two even. plus sometimes. But, uh, yeah. 
uh, I, I guess back. it's not like we need to go. Yeah, we don't have like a time limit. Yeah, we're back. Hopefully, we'll be back consistently. I guess next episode we'll read more of the uh, of the Cardinal's Mistress if we remember what was actually going on. Yep. We'll we'll read it. I'm sure it was some bullshit. Yeah, it was. It's like who even cares? <laughs> it's a it's a fun to read because it's bad, but yeah, who cares about the plot? It's just fun to make fun of it. Yeah, also because it's Mussolini. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so. We're on pretty much all the major podcast apps. Actually, we I, I sent you this email or a screenshot of the email. I got this thing from definitely some weird aggregator. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like saying... Um, we're uh, one of the top 10 fascist podcasts. To, like top 10, 30 podcasts. I mean, like, in there was like, I don't speak German, which is very much an anti-fascist podcast. Yeah, it I was think that, if it's even tangentially about fascism, it's a fascist podcast Yeah, quote-unquote fascist podcast. But that was kind of funny that we showed up in there. It's like, we're definitely not... Oh, yeah, top 30 uh, yeah. fascism podcast. Yeah, we were above I Don't Speak German, which is just like, no, we're definitely not above them. Yeah, no. <laughs> How would that happen? Yeah, that's that doesn't make any sense. I need to listen to more of that. I listened to, like, one episode of that. That's good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're on all the major podcasting platforms. We're not on, uh, on, what was it, uh... Slapbook was unfortunately shut down. Yeah, much like, uh, what was the one that got shut down? Oh, yeah, um... Stitcher got shut down. Yeah. It's now part of Pandora. You want to know what else is shutting down? That one uh, platform I could o I always forgot, Radio Hub. That's oh. shutting down now. F. Yeah, F for Radio Hub. Whoever, whoever cared about Radio Hub. Yeah, all three of you. Yeah, but we're on pretty much all the major podcasting platforms. If you, if you found the podcast, you know where we are. At least yeah. one of the spots that we're in. You can find us again. That's an option now. Yeah. Um, we have a Patreon don't donate because don't. we don't get content out enough and we don't have like any bonuses but if you do thank you we're gonna if you donate the only reward on there is that we'll show up to your house and send you to the gulag because we're communists and that's yeah. what we do we're authoritarian communists yeah yeah we, we we show up we make you wait we we take you out of your house we, we appropriate your house for the people we make you wait in a bread line and yeah, then we send you to the gulag you use the communal toothbrush. We eat all the food in your house with Stalin's giant spoon. We take away your iPhone because under communism, no iPhone. Uh, something, something, Vuvuzela. Yeah. Under, under socialism, you have some iPhone, though. Yeah. You you get to use the communal iPhone. <laughs> the entire country shares The one government iPhone. will do stuff. Yeah. Socialism is when the government does stuff. But at, but at the end of the day, you end up in a gulag. That's yep. the only t Patreon reward is that we send you to the gulag. Yep. Uh, uh, which, it'll be great. We're going to turn the entire country into yeah. one big gulag, actually. It'll be sick. Yeah. And also, oh, I forgot to mention this. I already told you about this, but we, we may be having a guest at some point, maybe. Yes. One of my Twitter friends expressed interest in being a guest it would be very nice to have a guest. Yeah, and uh, I, that's how you know we've made yeah, it. And he's from the UK, so if we if that happens, it'll probably be a UK focused episode. Yeah, I like, don't know. We're still new to this, and we don't do this frequently enough. We'll figure shit out. I'm sure the UK has uh, fascist problems. I mean, it's the UK. They took over most of it the world. It is a fascist country. So. Yeah, we we shit on Mussolini or not or Mussolini and Hitler for trying to take over the world, but the British like came really close. Yeah, the fucking turf island over there, can't believe it. Those fucking shit ass eating fucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, we're gonna wrap it up now. Yeah.
Yeah. Apologies, apologies for the long wait and short episode, but hey, it's content, and who listens anyway? Eat our slop. <laughs> Eat our slop. That's another thing that you'll get if you subscribe to the Patreon is slop. Oh yeah, that's the only food actually. It's not bread lines, it's slop lines. <laughs> What's in it? I don't know. Eh, if it's good enough for the pigs, it's good enough for you. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's going to be it for the episode. Um, I've been Mike. I'm Jake. And this has been How the Left Was Won. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.